from inside Memorial Stadium. This is the Huskers Radio Network podcast. All Huskers, all the time. Here's your host, Jessica Cootie. Welcome in to another episode of the Huskers Radio Network podcast. I'm Jessica Cootie. We continue our conversations with the new football staff, introducing you to the new additions to Matt Rule's staff. And today we're talking to the new Director of Football Nutrition, Kristen Coggin. Thanks for joining us. I know this is a really busy time for you right now, so thanks for spending some time. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Welcome. And what's uh, what's the transition been like? How are you settling in? I mean, I know you're up like, what, 3 a.m. every day getting these guys fed and fueled for spring ball. How's it been going? It's great. I actually have now also brought two other dietitians along with me, and one's also a Chef RD. But um, kind of it's been hit the ground running. It's a lot. We're in spring ball. Time to get going. As you did say, I do get up pretty early. I think this morning my time was 3.45, and I will be here till at least past 7.30. So... Pretty yeah. much getting the guys ready and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that was uh, when I was talking with the staff. They were like, well, boy, she is a grinder. You're going to talk about getting here. She seems like you're here at all hours of the day, which I guess is kind of what it takes when you're preparing to fuel a full football team like this. I tell everyone I have 120 little brothers, and if you <laughs> want to throw the coaches in, too, it's probably more like 160 So, and all the staff. So it's being mom for everyone, but also teaching them how to be elite, obviously. And probably have different preferences and different restrictions and all of that kind of stuff too it's I mean, not just like you're making one big meal for everybody correct i mean you go anything from kids that are coming from all different places all over the country to ones that observe different things i mean obviously right now it's ramadan so we have a player that's observing that or you have kids with food allergies or you also have picky eaters who have not been exposed to certain foods but also kids that are not from this area so also in incorporating foods from the other areas so a lot of back uh, ground goes into what we're feeding them. Well, we're going to dive into a, a lot with Kristen, getting to know her, but um, you just came from South Carolina, spent the last six seasons there, so obviously worked with Coach Satterfield there at South Carolina. Was that helpful, that connection there with Coach Satterfield? Absolutely. He's been, it was great to work with at South Carolina, and then it's great to be here with him also. Tell us about your decision to come here. Why it was the right move for you at this time in your career? Because you, you spent most of your time in the SEC. I have. I've actually spent majority, almost all, but my little bit of internship here there. But kind of a big thing for me with Nebraska, obviously, is known for having an elite nutrition program. Um, but just the resources here between the new training table that's going in, in addition to all the resources you have for student athletes to see where their, how their nutrition is going, um, but also, obviously, Coach Roll, right? Um, everything he's about and the elite uh, standards he has, but just meeting him and what he's trying to build here. And I mean, I love the fact that we make our players sit down and have meals together and that being able to build that connection, but then also getting to spend that much time and learning about each one of them. Is that not normal? I mean, everywhere else to, to do that? So I think one of the big things is obviously we all know we had COVID and during COVID, I think a lot of things were grab and go meals. But I think just having that, I think also this generation isn't used to having family meals. So I think just sitting down together and being able to have a meal and get to know someone that might like something that you do. I mean, you just learn so much more about them, but it also helps you with providing them what they need because you do know those things about them. That's awesome. So did you know Coach Roll then before you applied for this job? So I knew of him. Obviously, he was at the Panthers, so they were right up the road from us. So we'd come and talk to the coach's clinic. But really, I didn't know him too, too much well other than what Sad had told me. So then when I talked to him, I was like, wow, this man fits everything about a coach that I would really want to work for. What is that? Just how he is about what he's trying to build, the process, how um, really he's into being, he's a player's coach, so really enjoys giving the players what they need. Um, but just everything, his philosophy, how he handles everything. I mean, great guy to work for. Super supportive. So, 
Well, uh, I also want to talk to you about all the things that you're kind of doing with this team right here, but um, I wanted to get to know a little bit about your background, and you were a student athlete, was was a rower. You were a rower at Tennessee, uh, SEC champion, and competed for NCAA titles. How did you get into rowing? So I actually didn't start rowing until college. Um, so I, when I was in high school, um, I actually played soccer, uh, com like at the travel ball le uh, level. With that, I met a girl who rode at Tennessee, and I was like, wow, I could actually go to Tennessee, try to walk on, walk on, and then there might be scholarship opportunities, but it's also a brand new sport. So that really intrigued me, because I think sometimes people start sports so early nowadays that by the time you get to that level, you're a little, sometimes burnt out, but I was like, oh, this is something, like, I just have to work really hard, and then I can, like, earn scholarship and get to do it where I want to be. And so I went, tried out, and earned scholarship my freshman year. Um, we won two conference championships while I was there and competed in an NCAA tournament. So I always tell everyone my coach really pushes really hard. So I feel like that's a part of what's really helped me in this field is having that background. What did you learn about, because rowing is such a unique sport, not everybody knows a lot about it. So what did you learn? You were an athlete before, but what were some of the big things you learned after being a rower? Um, I think it's a lot of branding. You know, I was obviously a lady ball, and I think that's something that's super special. I mean, someone like Pat Summit got to yes. wear that or Candace Parker, you know, I think. My coach has been coaching at Tennessee, I think, over 20 years. So just, it's the ultimate team sport. Like, if one person's off, then the whole boat is either offset or someone's stroke is a little different. So really just how much you work hard for each other and just the team aspect of it. But you're also part of something bigger than yourself. You're not just... A student athlete at Tennessee, you're also a lady ball, and I think that's something that's super special. I was a huge Pat Summit fan growing Same. up. Massive. Yes. Um, so you uh, got your degree in psychology. Did you always want to get into nutrition? So actually, my mom is a dietitian, um, but also when I was in college, I had been diagnosed with a food allergy, um, and I really worked closely with my sports dietitian, Allison Maurer, and I just really enjoyed that. So I actually first thought I wanted to go to dental school. So wow. kind of with the student athlete, you have to meet certain eligibility requirements in order to get there. So I did psychology and pre-dental, thought I wanted to be an orthodontist. Um, then I started to keep, in order to keep my scholarship, I wanted to stay in school, see what happened. Started working with Allison, and that was one of those experiences where I was like, wow, I can still be in this competitive, uh, like very driven, work with those type of people. I was like, actually, sports nutrition is what I need to do. So working with her and just like the environment and you know, I think student athletes are such a unique population that are so driven, and I think that's something that I really enjoy because I think the same way they do. So I understand, especially I think that helps me now, even just sitting down with them and being like, hey, I've been through what you're going through, and I get it. But we also have to make sure we look at this. So, so your mom was a dietitian, but at what point, because it's so different of just, okay, I've got to monitor what I eat. At what point did you realize oh, it's about fueling and what you do and what you put in your body, what you consume, also plays a big factor in how you perform? Right. When did that kind of click for you, I guess? I think my junior year was my best year, I think. And that was something just saying, like, wow, if I really put things in my body that are going to help me feel better, what my goals are, what am I trying to do, but then also what my day. But I also think when your mom's a dietitian, she also has taught you things that you think are normal, like breakfast. Breakfast is the most important. Like, that's something I think so many kids skip breakfast. Or, you know, that's something I've been working with the guys here on is, like, we have to eat something in the morning, even though you may not be used to it. So that's something that's really just shown me, like, how do I perform at the best? If I fueled correctly, then I'm able to perform at the higher level and go through anything. So, so you go, you spent a couple years at Alabama before you went to South Carolina. Did you always want to get into football, or did you know that that was going to be your path? So I think football is obviously, I'm from Tennessee, so um, 
I think just SEC football was always something I was super interested in, and I think it just was that place. But I also have worked other sports. So, you know, I went to a college world series with softball when I was at Alabama. Or, you know, I think women's basketball, obviously being from Tennessee, is something that was always a big thing. But even men's basketball, I worked men's basketball at Alabama. And it's just fun to get to work with those other sports. I think when you do work nutrition, you have to be involved in other sports, not just football. But football, to me, is the one that I think just is so you have your own team within a team because you do have you have linebackers you have quarterbacks you have um, receivers you all all the different groups and they all require different things so it to me is like i enjoy working with football players and just the different personalities and really getting them to see like wow i can take this to the next level and then continuing to have that relationship with them not just when they're here and go to the next level but for the rest of their lives so you know a lot of times it, you know you have your coaches but then and you when guys are dealing with you, you kind of can have a different relationship with them, right? I mean, I, I talked to Lisa Kopecki, who works with some of the other sports here, and, and she talked about that sometimes athletes feel a little bit more comfortable maybe coming to me when, when we're talking over cooking food or, or whatever that might be. Have you found that to be something that you can also provide to a team? Absolutely. I think it's really important to have strong females in athletics, especially with a male sport. Um, just so they are learned and they get comfortable and but also you are that person that you might be a little more sensitive to things to them or they may feel a little more open i mean a lot of them are raised by their moms right so for them to have a strong female in their life continued i think that really helps them so when you take on this job and you get here what was your first order business what did you first want to attack uh, as the director of nutrition here for football my biggest thing i think was just building that relationship with the players like getting to know them what are things that they feel like they didn't know i think that's the number one thing about starting a job is like who am i working with what do they want to learn what do they not know like where are they at with nutrition and then where do we kind of go from there so i think one of the biggest things I've done is just kind of like getting them to establish a routine. So I'm really big. Coach is also really big on like what is your process. Um, so kind of working with the process and seeing like what does your day-to-day -day look like. When you get up in the morning, we have and how we lay out our day of what we offer. So, you know, right now sometimes for the guys, like if they're lifting, we'll have pre-lift snacks and it's five to six. We've been making or Julian, who's my chef, he's also a dietitian, has been making these amazing pancakes before they're <laughs> lifts and then the guys are like these are so good but just providing them resources and then showing them how to utilize it so that and then after they lift they have shakes with their name on it and their custom shakes to them so just getting them to kind of see like food logistically fits and that's how it has to be your process it's just like when you go to practice and you guys don't just go out there in a game and you just hope something works out right like you've practiced something so it's kind of getting them to do the same thing over and over but just how food fits in. Like, we have lunch during this time. We need to take snacks for here. We have dinner at this time. Let's also make sure we do this in the afternoon at night or those kind of things. So just kind of showing them what the process looks like but then how much it pays off for you. But then also staying top of them about these are your goals, right? Like, you came here because you want to be elite, and you have to have that. Right. So when you talk about th those goals and different goals, right, some guys might need to put on weight. Some guys might need to put on muscle. Some guys might need to lose weight. How much imp or how important is the conversation, ongoing conversation and communication with strength and conditioning staff, Corey Campbell and his guys? Absolutely. Corey and them are wonderful to work with. You know, that's a big thing. Corey and I check in multiple times a day about the guys or even Mitch and I have worked together a lot on. We did DEXAs on all the players um, here right after winter training. So kind of looking at where are they, where do we need to go and then kind of also following weight so when we look at those daily we communicate even me Corey coach Mitch um, Drew in athletic training like where are the guys we have any weight concerns are our guys turning in the direction that they need to so it's an everyday process where you're looking at all right now who do I need to make sure today is it that we need to put on this or what do their plates need to look like so 
you know, and for the a lot of these guys that are coming from the NFL and a lot of these players, that's their dream, right? Mm -hmm. Have you learned anything in that regard? Because I know with the NFL, sometimes it's different. It's it's a lot of managing yourself, and so that's something you probably got to learn now to be able to take. But is there anything in that regard when you're talking about getting guys ready for the next level that you've learned yourself being with this staff? Absolutely. So, you know, I think that's a big thing with these guys. Like, I was sitting down with one of our wide receivers today and just talking about, like, hey, all these resources we're providing you is in order so when you do go to the next level and there's not as much hands-on, you know what to do because the biggest thing is you want your career to last a long time, right? So even having this staff that knows and has been there and then coming here, that helps me even that much more because they are so supportive of everything because they know that it isn't like this necessarily at the next level. So you, I know you've said a lot, and, and you have a theme that it, this is a lifestyle. This isn't just to get you to play good right now. I mean, it is right. something that you hope that, that guys take this for the rest of their lives. So also part of that is cooking. You teach them how to cook, right? Yes. Yeah, so that's, you know, obviously I keep bringing up Julian. So a big thing for me is I think uh, nutrition is not just something you need here and now to make you elite, but it's something you're going to use for the rest of your life. But I think a big thing is guys learning to cook. Like, we don't want you to live off fast food. We don't want, you're not always going to have mom and dad around. You may not have a girlfriend to cook for you or things like that. But I think it's super important for the guys to get comfortable enough with food and try different things, but to also know how to cook it and when you're supposed to eat it and what are good things to pick out at the grocery store. So kind of that's a big thing when we get into the new facility. Obviously, we have the Life um, Skills Kitchen, and I think that's a great uh, tool because I think it is. I've had multiple of my former players come to me and say, Ms. Kristen, I'm so thankful that you taught me how to cook because <laughs> We need that at this level because there isn't just like the food doesn't just show up like it did in college. Like now I have to figure out, but now that I know how to cook, I can also do it. So I think that's always a great aspect. What's the first thing you teach them how to cook or do? Um, I love teaching actually starting before you like sometimes even during the recruiting process. But hibachi is like the easiest straight up or pasta bar. Those are the easiest things you can make a complete meal with all the pieces you need. And it's efficient. So if you just teach guys, and they have that always in their pocket of like, how do I do this? But we'll teach them all kinds of things. Breakfast, we'll teach them uh, surf and turf. We'll teach them, we'll have like a Mexican like cooking day. We may even do like, we did a Super Bowl theme at my last school. So kind of just giving them options of like, how do I make all this stuff? But kind of getting used to how to use an air fryer. That's like the hottest thing since sliced bread, I think. Oh, yes. So, you know, it's teaching them, like, cooking doesn't have to take forever, but it's also teaching them what good products look like, and then how do I know that I've cooked it the right way, or how do I get comfortable with different seasonings, and how do I put a meal together with what I have? So I think that's a fun part, but it's also a way that you, they're competitive, right? So one, they get to compete with each other whenever they build it, but then also you're building that brotherhood that we want them to build, just from spending time with someone you may not always spend enough time with because you may play on the other side of the ball or be in a different position group. So have you already done some cooking classes then? So we haven't yet. That's the thing I think we're going to start more in the summer. So mm -hmm. kind of getting our feet on the ground right now. But the great thing with that is um, my chef RD, Julian, who has developed for that before for us, is like what is our curriculum going to look like and what are things we want to make sure we teach them and where do we start at the basics and where do we take them from there. So we'll have to follow back up with you then and maybe see who's the expert uh, cooker or, or chef of this football team. I know there's a few that are really excited because they've kind of mentioned it the past couple weeks. So. So you mentioned, you know, the different types of guys might not, not like certain things or don't want to eat certain things or might have an allergy. So how do you go about scheduling and preparing a big meal like that with so many different bodies and so many different interests like that? Right. So I think a big thing for me is kind of looking at what is our schedule first, right? Like what do we have coming up this week? And then kind of also with this group is learning different groups, but then also like how do I make 
Like we may have Caribbean one day, we may have Italian one day, we may have just the basic American or, you know, it's kind of looking, a big thing with that is building that relationship to where guys tell you what kind of foods they like. But I'm also one of those that I'm going to challenge you, right? Like you didn't come here to stay the same. So we're also going to offer new foods that they may not have tried before and then they may actually like it or, you know, so I think it's all kind of a, when you build a menu, you have to look at having multiple options and then what are other things they can put together, but what are safe foods? What are foods that might be a little out of their comfort zone? But then how do we also give them, you know, maybe an action station in addition to things on the buffet line and they may be two different types of cuisines, but they have options. It's awesome. How much fun has it been? You know, you talk about the family dinners and, and the staff. I mean, how much fun have you had getting acclimated with this group, with these players and this staff? It's a lot. Like, I think I sometimes have to realize, like, I've only been here two months, I think. <laughs> um, sometimes I'm like, wow, but even just today, like, sitting with them at lunch and talking to them and just, like, how much they – I think one of the biggest things I've seen is just, like, how supportive everyone is. They're just they're from the upstairs to Coach Rule down to the position coaches in addition to the support staff and – just even the players, like one of them today was like, Miss Kristen, we're so thankful for you because you care so much about us. And I think that for me is just like, like one of my players told me today, he was like, I would love to come back and work for you one day. And I was like, oh, wow. ultimate goals, right? Like you want your, like I always tell them, I'm like, I would love to have um, a staff of like, whether it be in the kitchen or whether it be nutrition that wants to come back and do this because you enjoy the relation. Like you had such a positive experience with nutrition. So I think that's something where today I was like, well, Best thing in my day-to-day -day was one of the players was like, I want to come back and work with you whenever my career's over. And I was like, winning. Oh, that's so cool. That's awesome. Well, as we speak, the cranes are going. This new facility, we talked to Coach Campbell about it. We've talked to other areas that are getting a new area over there, a new place over there. You um, weren't able to design it, but you have seen some designs, maybe a little bit of tweaks. How excited are you to get that new space over there? <laughs> so excited because the uh, opportunity, uh, opportunities of things that we can do and are endless right so just even the life skills kitchen alone and how much fun things this is why I told coach I was like I need a staff for this because <laughs> to be in so many different locations and do so many things but to give these players such an individual um, it's all about them right so and an individual approach for each of them so really just the training table and working with Lisa on it and just what we're wanting to do with it and working with the chefs and what we can provide and obviously we want it to be elite and just that resource alone just having this new facility will help us get there. So what's the process like? I mean you just got you finished off season workouts where guys are putting on a lot of weight in the weight room and then now you're going through spring ball and then after spring ball what what does that process look like for you guys? Yeah so kind of a big thing right now is I mean obviously our guys were um, are going through practice some days this week and then lift days. So kind of what do practice days look for us? What does lift days look for us? So kind of us too is working in addition to providing the meals that we're providing them, whether they be in training table, whether they be from an outside caterer, just using different opportunities like that. But just teaching them like, all right, we went from winter workouts where four days a week looks exactly the same to where now three days look like one thing and two or three to four days look like one thing and then two days look like another so kind of how your eating needs to look but then also staying on top of them of like did you take your shake right after practice did you get enough at lunch did you take an extra box with you so you have another second lunch so kind of just trying to stay on them and get them to understand like your workouts have changed so your eating also has to change and then what does that look like so that's where it's been nice because I have currently right now two other dietitians on staff and we're hiring another one so well we're the only 
program in the country that has four full-time dietitians for football. So I wow. think that's huge. Absolutely. So then will you guys like revisit and see, okay, this is now how the game plan needs to be for these players going into the summer and, and whatnot and what they need to look like going into fall camp? Correct. Yeah, so each time we change kind of what our training looks like, we also change what our nutrition needs to look like and what our focus is and getting the guys to understand that these goals don't just happen. Like once we hit season and we start this, like, no, it's like we have to start prepping ahead of time. So it's kind of like with the guys with spring ball, we're already prepping for season now, but it's the same with your nutrition. Like you need to get through spring ball here, then these are going to be our goals when we go into the summer. So just really focusing on that with them. So you excited about some Big Ten football? You've been an <laughs> SEC girl. I know. I'm super excited. I, the, with, with the fan base here and everyone's been so welcoming. So I'm really excited about it, actually. I think that's the, one of the new dietitians on my staff actually went to school here. So I've been asking her, like, what's it like? How is it? And she's like, I can't wait for you to see it. And I was like, well, this is a whole different ball game for me, but I'm really excited about it. Over 50,000 tickets already sold for the spring game. So I think it's going to be uh, pretty exciting for you guys. Last thing, I've, I've just been asking everybody this because I, I, I think it's a cool perspective. But, you know, you have all these people that are coming together. Maybe Maybe they've worked together, maybe they haven't, but all coming here to Nebraska, maybe I've been here, maybe I haven't been here, but what's your belief in where this program is headed with Coach Rule? I think it's on to the next championship level, right? Um, with Coach Rule, just all the people he's brought here, the staff he's assembled, the standards that he has, and just the camaraderie within the team and the team approach that he brings, I mean, it's championship elite level. So definitely, I think up they're really high, so I think it's very championship level. Kristen Goggin, appreciate your time. Welcome to Lincoln. Thanks for uh, chatting with us, and I'm sure we'll have to catch back up once you guys get settled in. We start talking fall camp, and that's, I know, a big part for you guys, too. So appreciate you spending some time with us and letting Husker Nation get to know you a little bit. Awesome. Thank you for having me. All right, and thanks to Kristen for spending some time with us. Make sure you subscribe and like wherever you listen to never miss an episode right here on the Huskers Radio Network podcast. Thanks for listening.